0: Hey people, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Chris Hatfield, AKA Not Another Sales Guy. I'm a sales coach and consultant who works with coaches, business owners, and people in the world of sales who wanna become more comfortable and confident in selling in their own natural human way. If you're enjoying the podcast episodes and would like to access some great free resources linked to the podcast series through the monthly newsletter which also includes podcast extracts and news on upcoming masterminds, live streams, and events. Then you can email me chris.hatfield at not another sales That's chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy sales guy.com and quote "Let's do this." This episode of Not Another Sales Podcast is brought to you by Mindful Talent, a global coaching organization that trains aspiring coaches and innovative leaders. Their programs, The Trusted Coach and The Trusted Leader, are founded on the principles of mindfulness and developed in alignment with contemporary neuroscience, offering a globally recognized coaching qualification that is accredited by the Association for Coaching. Their online blended learning program has qualified hundreds of participants around the world, helping them to gain an edge in life and in business by increasing their emotional and social intelligence and their ability to connect with others. If you're interested in training with this incredible organization which I would highly recommend then you can visit their website and use my personalized URL code to gain 10% off any of their programs www.mindfultalent.coach that's www.mindfultalent.coach and reference my code not another and now on with the episode hey people Today, we're talking all about how you build your passion around your nine to five. It's important, of course, when you do come across your passion in life, that if you are still working full time, that it doesn't impact your full time role. The question is, though, if you're looking to grow a business or whatever it might be, how do you build that around your nine to five? How do you take advantage of all the hours in the day that everyone else has to ensure that you're building your business whilst still not impacting the main income within your life? So today I'm joined by a variety of guests who are either going through that right now or have actually been in that situation where they've had to build it around the 9 to 5 before it's gone full time. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy.
1: Hey everyone and thank you Chris for having me on the Not Another Sales podcast. Really excited about talking about today's topic and I feel like it's extremely relevant for particularly the last two to three years of my life. So as a bit of an intro, um, just so you guys can get a bit of an understanding about who I am and my background, I am a lifestyle and fashion vlogger and a very new podcaster as well. Uh, but more about that later. My name is Nadrine and my online alter ego is style with substance. So that pretty much gives you guys a bit of a a sneak peek into everything that I vlog um, and talk about on my YouTube channel, which is my primary source for content. Um, That's kind of where I put out all of my uh, creations and, and interact with my audience. Um, so, uh, predominantly on YouTube, but also, um, trying to build an Instagram and, um, Twitter following as well as, uh, build a a new website, which will kind of be the hub for all my content. So, um, hopefully you'll be able to find me there, but on the socials it's at SWS blog. But today really I'm going to be talking about building your passion around your nine to five, which is really ultimately something I've been doing since the end of 2014. So where I started out in all of this, um, I didn't really have a passion in all honesty. I had a nine to five and that was it. And I really did feel like there was an emptiness in my life and there was a kind of a lack of drive or ambition or just a real push for, for anything. And I think that is sort of what forced me to look beyond my day job and try to find things that sort of fed me joy, basically, and like fed my soul. And I was always a viewer of um, YouTube videos, um, rarely interacting with things, but watching a lot of stuff online. And I always felt like there was a lot of great content but nothing that really spoke to the place in my life where I was at so you know a young working professional who has an interest in fashion and beauty and things of the like but not uh, but, but but also who somebody who enjoys reading and who enjoys consuming motivational content and personal development um and yeah and you know tips on like personal finance and things like that i just Never found anyone who I could relate to who was talking about those kinds of things, or anyone remotely near my age or from the same background as me. Um, And I was like, you know what? Sometimes you really just have to be your own. Um, role model, be your own inspiration, basically. So I set out on a journey to create the kind of content that I wanted to see. Really, it was quite quite a selfish start, but I felt like it was something I needed to do and I felt like it was something I would really enjoy. So I um, posted my first video, I think, in November of 2015. And since then, you know, I've grown an audience of <clears throat> just under 37,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, over 5,000 followers on Instagram and just over 500 on Twitter, um, as well as Facebook. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been an incredible journey since I have, um, seen my audience grow. Um, and I've been able to somehow balance that around my day job, which is, you know, my working hours on Monday to Friday, nine to five, um, nine to six of late, actually. Um, and so the journey I've taken um, has really been one about balance, um, about consistency. And what I really want to talk about is how to build your passion around your nine to five and what it takes to be able to. I guess, start working your business while you're still working in somebody else's business ultimately. Um, so how does somebody begin to build and grow their passion while working a nine to five? So for me, it's 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 about balance. Ultimately, the, the conversation really comes down to organisation and being able to juggle multiple plates, um, which is something that I don't know if any of us are born being really good at. I think some of us are more organised than others, but in all honesty, it's a balancing act that you're always working to master. Um, so I'll start with one thing which I think is really important. It's about having a plan and a schedule um, and and just trying to maintain some structure and some order. So for me, that's really around creating a content plan and um, really being on top of my diary and scheduling, um, and understanding what's coming in the next month. So I plan a month in advance in terms of my content. So that way I know exactly what I want to put out on a given week. And I am able to plan for that a week in advance if I need to. Um, so that on upload days, it's really just about editing a video, uploading it and putting it out there rather than having to think about, oh, what what do I want to film today? Or what do I want to talk about today? Or what do my subscribers want to see today? I have a content plan. I ask my audience um, what they want to see more of. So it's a collaborative process. You know, I'm not just um, always focusing on things that I think are important to talk about. I'm talking about what they want um, to hear about as well. Um, And I think that's, that's, that's the important thing. When you build up an audience um, of a certain size, you do have to start listening to what they're interested in because, you know, without them, you're kind of talking to air, I suppose. Um, So yeah, planning, um, scheduling, having a diary, um, and more recently in my um, side hustle life, um, events is quite a big thing. So um, being able to plot important events, if for example, if I'm speaking on a panel or um, or speaking, you know, a, a, in a workshop or something, I, it's, these are things that I have to now really um, account for. So being really organized, I hate to say it, but number one on the list. Um, number two is really about a flexibility, but being okay with sometimes having to burn the candle at both ends. And when you work a nine to five, you know that after work is really typically downtime. It's it's where you kind of want to switch off, de stress, wind down, um, and and really kind of just like process the working day and get into a nice relaxed state for the evening so you can rest well. Now, unfortunately, if you're building a passion, um, you sort of don't really do the wind down. You kind of do a reshuffle you switch gears um you switch heads uh, and now you're in business mode so for me after work evenings after work i'm not about kind of socializing with my colleagues or getting home and you know sitting in front of the TV for hours on end. They are about editing videos, responding to comments, um, scheduling posts for Instagram, and um, thinking about topics that I want to be talking about, um, creating presentations for events I'm going to be speaking on, um, <clears throat> reading books that I want to talk about uh, or review for my channel. It is it is basically um, clocking off from one job and clocking on to another. And this is where I feel like the passion aspect is so important because if you are not passionate about what you do, that becomes extremely strenuous and taxing on you mentally. Because really what it is, is you're juggling two jobs, um, both of which you can't switch off from. And and one of which, which would be your passion or your side hustle is a baby. And it really needs your love, care and attention to grow it and to nurture it. And um, for me, doing something that I'm passionate about means that, um, I have that go power. I have that, um, mindset of consistency within me. Um, and, you know, staying up until one, two, three o'clock in the morning when I have to be up at six for work, it's, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't phase me because it's, I'm doing something I love. It's not like I'm, you know, Got working, uh, you know, my day job for an extra few hours. I'm doing something I'm really, really got a fire for. So, having passion and being willing to work evenings and weekends. To be honest, like weekends are not my own anymore. I think I really only have like half of Saturday. Um, that'll be the evening portion, (laughs) and then Saturday morning and afternoon and all of Sunday are dedicated to my passion, which is um you know creating content for my youtube channel. So that's important. I think what also helps is to have flexibility in your 9 to 5. Um and that's kind of the reason why I switched over to contracting because I felt like um being self-employed meant that while I am still working uh, in in the field which is marketing that I studied for uh, and and that is my 9 to 5 and that I do really enjoy. Um in the periods of time where I am in between contracts, I'm not working, I can really like empty myself into creating lots of content that will tide me over for the days where I am working again and I'm really busy and I don't have the time necessarily to create stuff from scratch. I can just, um, pull from my bank of, um, you know, my secret stash of content as it were. Um, flexibility also in terms of, um, being able to, Um, Start slightly later or finish slightly earlier. Um, If you've got like events and things to get to, always helps. So, um, you know, kind of having a nine to five or a boss that is understanding of the things that you do outside of work really helps. And this for me wise, it was important to become self employed because often when you are um, a full time permanent employee of an organization, there can be a conflict of interest in terms of the stuff that you're doing outside of your job um, and how you know who you're representing ultimately because you are a brand in yourself but you're also a representation of another brand which which you know would be tied to your nine to five so for me it was important to make this switch from being employed to being self-employed so that really I am not not a belonging, but I am not, um, a part of another organization. I am my own organization within myself and I lend my services to somebody else, um, so that I can also do what I want to do, um, on the side. So flexibility really, really helps. Um, and then I'd say relevance in terms of, um, skills that cross over from your um, passion and your nine to five. I think it's really important for your nine to five to be similar actually to what you're doing on the side, your side hustle. Like if you are able to learn skills or gain knowledge um, or experience or build your expertise, in your nine to five, and that can feed what you're doing, um, in your business. Um, then, I mean, that's, the, that's, that's the ideal really. I'm lucky enough that, um, I've worked in digital marketing roles where I've been able to learn about things like, um, search engine optimization, um, social media marketing, email marketing. And now these are all practices that I am putting into, um, growing my own business, um, my audience, um, as part of my passion. And there's nothing more valuable than that. And the crossover works the other way. Things that I've done in terms of creating content and building an audience, um, on social media channels, I know are things that are going to come in handy in future roles that I take on or future contract roles that I take on that have a digital or, um, social media focus. Cause it's stuff that I'm doing, on my own, outside of work, uh, and these are things that I can add to my CV. So, being able for um, to to be in a position where your passion or your business on the side can um, benefit your nine to five and vice versa is the ideal, really. Um, and I think to summarize all of that, the key word here is passion. Um, you're never going to build anything around your nine to five that you don't absolutely love and that you wouldn't do for free for years to come um and 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 think that is where passion is so important um you have to love what it is that you do um and you have to really i think you have to be in the kind of mindset that means that whatever happens um however things change Um, or however your circumstances change, this is something that you're always going to love and that you're always going to um, want to grow and want to nurture. Um, Because building a business, building an audience, um, building anything that is of substance and that is worthwhile and that will ultimately bring you some sort of gain, whether that's a financial, personal, um, psychological takes work. Uh, And if you're not willing to put in the work, then you know, the results will show for themselves. So I'd say um, to anybody who is looking to uh, build a business around their nine to five or grow an audience or or, or just embark on any journey outside of their working life, um, find something that you love, find something that um, you do anyway uh, and, and that you do for free in your spare time um, and just build on that. So yeah, those are my thoughts. I hope you guys have enjoyed that.
2: Hi guys, my name's Craig Sullivan and I'm the managing director of a company called Student House Gillingham. And we specialize solely in private rented accommodation for university students in Medway. Um, I'm also a property enthusiast and a property developer, and you can follow my journey on my Instagram accounts at property underscore apprentice. Wow. Now I look back and I think about this question. The whole transition from hobby slash to full time job, this was probably the worst part of my journey. It was the most stressful without a shadow of a fucking doubt. (laughs) It really was. Um, Because obviously I was in a good job, I was working for a really good company, and at the same time, I didn't want to let people down. So I was stretched like stretch to the, the max because I'm doing my nine to five. I've got deadlines to hit. I've got a workload to manage and that's just for my nine to five. But then at the same time, I'm managing a bloody por- property portfolio for student tenants. And I've got 20 properties at this stage. At the point that I left, I had 20 fucking properties, a hundred tenants, all of which were ringing me up on a daily basis just, just my tenants, my current tenants. This doesn't include the new inquiries, the landlord inquiries, um, people ringing me up, throwing, asking me if I wanted to buy houses. All of that, that all happened during my nine to five. So my advice would be, probably don't manage it the way I did, and be honest with people, um, which I never was. I was kind of living two separate lives. I, I was, I was in. Uh, nine to five, I was I was doing my thing. I did tell people at work that I was into property, but never did I tell them the scale uh, which I was operating. Um, they thought I had like one or two properties which I kind of self managed. They they didn't know I had a basically full on student letting agency. <laughs> um, and if they did, they'd be probably pull me to one side and be like, mate, what the how how are you still alive? Because it was it was strained, it was graft, it was strained, it was no way glamorous in any way, shape or form. Um, I was working nine to five on my job and then five to nine on the business. But my advice to you is how do you grow it? Well, you've got to commit every single second that you can. Otherwise you're never going to grow it. And if you're not prepared to do that, then it's not your fucking passion. It's as simple as that. I knew I had to do that and I did it. Um, And it's tough. So my second bit of advice would be to get out as quickly as possible of your nine-to-five. If that's something you want to pursue, i.e. your passion, then get out of your nine-to-five and use it as a stepping stone quickly. And I get it. It's tough. Of course it is. Otherwise, everyone would do it. Um, And it's also tough going backwards. And what I mean by that is you don't want to pay cut. Um, And that sweet spot is to match your income, right, of what you're getting to your nine-to-five, and then you'll, you'll feel quit. But that's so hard to do. So, so hard to do. Um, especially in property because you've got to show an income in order to buy property. And that's why I didn't leave um, maybe perhaps when I should, I should have left like a couple of months before. Um, And now I look back, I I definitely should have, but I didn't, I stuck with it. And in the end I resigned um, because I was stressed. I wasn't fulfilling um, my team's need and I I was the weak link, but um, hopefully they can see it was for a greater cause um, so my advice would be, my second, be uh, my third and final bit of advice would probably be honest. Let people know what you're doing um, and try and manage it probably better than I did. And my third bit of advice would be to be honest um, and be a bit more planned than I was. Um, looking back, maybe what I should have done is pulled my manager to one side and said, look, I've got this hobby. It's really starting to build up. And, um, yeah, I need to, I need to give you my one month's notice. Instead, I didn't do that. I thought I could spin all these plates, um, and it got the better of me. And in the end, I just got so fucking stressed and fed up that I just resigned. Um, but yeah, I wasn't myself during that time and, I I mean if anyone's um, listening to this now I do apologize but it was for the greater good and um, do I regret it Mm, yes and no yes because the way I dealt with it no because it's got me to where I am now
3: my name's Rob
2: and sat with me
3: is Mark Um, and uh, we are the co-founders of Mobfit that's M-O-B-F-I-T. Not um, to be confused with Nobfit. No, it's a like different, different company. Don't, uh,
4: don't, search, don't search that. that. Uh, so we are a health and wellness consultancy based in London. Um, we go into businesses uh, and advise and help um, their employees become fitter and healthier, happier, hopefully, in the workplace through a range of different services, um, varying from on-site fitness classes uh, talks and workshops mindfulness
3: uh, and a whole host of other things and we've worked with a whole range of companies from small publishing houses and uh, ad firms to large global firms like Google and Deloitte and people like that so and everyone in between um, we've set it up just over two years ago um,
4: kind of previously working in office jobs ourselves and it was very much born out of actually finding our passion and um, kind of want to run, it, run with something that we're actually really enthusiastic about as a, as a career rather than just um, climbing the career ladder as I was kind of in danger of doing so in in my previous job um, at J.P. Morgan uh, and Rob was working in, uh, in running his own recruitment firm uh, in the city as well. So we both have that background of working offices and we know it's hard sometimes to kind of figure out where and how to to start something up that you're passionate around, whilst also still having the pressure of working a nine to five and actually
3: having to perform at work as well. So should we tell the story about how it started? Because this point that Chris wants us to talk about is how you actually, so once you've identified what your passion is, which for us um, is health, fitness, fitness, wellness, everything in that space. Yeah. How do you build that around your nine to five? So you're working at JP Morgan, a uh, full-time in investment bank. I'm running a little recruitment company. I've got about four or five people working for me at the time. And we suddenly realized the penny drops that, oh, we actually really, really want to do something different here. Yeah,
4: I was, well, I think to speak for you as well, extremely I'm probably a little bit bored in, in the job. Um, I knew I wanted to do something else, but wasn't quite sure what yet. And also, for me, that end point of actually leaving the job seemed so far away.
3: Um, to one is, for, me, for me, I wasn't bored. You weren't bored. No, no, um, no that, wasn't, that wasn't what was going on with me. I was just not interested in the subject matter of what I was talking about, which was the financial markets. For me, I just didn't enjoy chatting to people. About, chatting to people about that um, but actually building a business and I'm um, having a team and everything like that kept it really exciting I just knew that I'd have a lot more fun if I was talking about stuff I enjoyed yeah fair enough
4: in that case for me then personally I knew that I wanted to to leave but that end point seemed so far away so I kind of broke it down and thought well I know that I'm really interested in the world of nutrition. Um, I love kind of learning about that. I'm, I was passionate, I still am passionate cook, love that sort of thing. So, what can I do kind of in the in the short to medium term to gauge whether this is actually something that I'm interested in kind of longer term and, and making something of? So, I did a little bit of research, found kind of some short courses. I did initially an initial eight week uh, foundation nutrition course, which for me was kind of going to be um, a litmus test whether. It was something I was
3: really, really interested in and wanted to carry on with, and that was um, giving up. That was giving up each every Monday night to jump on a call, yeah. and do that. So it, it it was a very good test of whether you actually wanted to pursue this. You could have quite easily done it for four weeks and go, ah, I'm not that bothered, and it would have been a very good sign that actually maybe that's not your passion or you know it's not something that you can pursue as a career. Yes, that's a good point. And also, if
4: you are looking to build something around your nine to five so for me that was probably a four to five hours a week commitment initially which isn't a huge amount uh monday evening and then a couple of hours during the week's extra study but if that is if this is what you're trying to do set yourself a small amount of time each week just dedicated to to building whatever you're trying to do um and leave it at that for the time being don't try and commit every single hour of the day to it because otherwise it'll just take over your life and then if it does or doesn't work out. If it doesn't work out, sorry. Um, then you've wasted a whole lot of time. So just set aside a small amount of time and a topic or industry that you're really interested, in and just go to town for those few hours a week and see if it's kind of um, what you're into.
3: So, so Mark was Mark was um, starting to study his nutrition. I uh, undertook a personal training qualification around my work, so I was uh, going. For one weekend a month over four months, it was a whole weekend um, once a month, and again study away from that um, in your free time. So a similar situation, you know, testing is this something I'm prepared to give up time for to do the necessary study and learn more about, get the qualifications, etc., um, and also just learn more about it. And um, I think during that time we were talking a lot, we were meeting up and discussing. We didn't know quite what format we wanted the business to be in. We know we wanted to go into the health and fitness industry in some respect. Um, The term wellness was kind of really starting to emerge at that time, Um, but we hadn't really explored that as much, had we? No. We kind of came across it and realized that actually businesses are where we can reach the highest number of people and where they really need the most amount of help. Um, so it kind of got to a point where we were both, I guess, training together a lot, spending a lot of time together in terms of discussing what we wanted to do, learning. And then there, an, an opportunity came up where one of our friends, um, they had on-site personal training and the personal trainer that they used. Um, had decided to move on, do something else. And he said, look, we're holding trials for the next kind of company to come in and run all our fitness classes. And so we thought, okay, we just got our qualifications. We didn't have a huge amount of experience, but we thought, let's just do it. We We don't want to miss this opportunity. And we went along and we ended up winning the job. And they're now one of our biggest clients and doing multiple fitness classes with them each week. And it suddenly gave us our first client, it gave us um, the ability to go into other businesses with a good client name on the CV, um, with lots to talk about, and win more business off the back of that. And so I think seizing that opportunity, even though we were like, oh, is, this, is this too early? Is this, you know, are we not really sure? And then going back to the question of, um, you know, how did we build it around our nine to five? Well, when we took on this client, we were still doing our other job so what used to happen is there were two fitness classes each week so i used to get out of my suit get on my um sports gear and i used to go and meet mark in Blackfriars tube station mark did the nutrition side of the business so he cooked all these post-workout healthy treats and we used to go i used to then you know go and do those lunchtime classes and return back to work it was literally you know in between the lunch breaks on our nine to fives where we did our where we pursued our passion
4: yeah, so we spoke about just previously set aside a certain amount of time initially in the early days when you're just exploring your passion. But then as that progresses and you kind of start to realise, yes, this is what I'm really into. Key things to remember, you've got a nine-to-five job, but you've also got hours before work, lunchtime, after work. If you're really passionate about it, you've got to be prepared to kind of put in some extra hours and build that up. And then the other thing to note there is when um, – the passion and your kind of hobby starts to overflow into um, the working day like ours did with the opportunity we had um, to take on that new business. That was kind of a key sign for us to say, actually this passion is now starting to become a business. And actually we need to start to kind of um, think about tailoring it out and um, tapering off our, our nine to fives. So I'm not saying kind of, so we did that over the course of about six months, yeah, six months So have a bit of an
3: extra strategy. Don't just kind of take the plunge straight away. Um you want to be I think you want to get to the point where you're you're you get to the point where you're almost struggling to juggle both. Yeah. And then, and then I think you're ready. Because you, you've got to have you've got to have some revenue streams unless you've got loads of savings, which neither of us did did have. We didn't have loads of savings. We had some sums like hidden away, but you know, we, we had to know that we were going to make some money from the off. And there is a big difference between being able to pursue a hobby
4: and um business idea while still having the financial security of a nine-to-five in comparison to trying to pursue that passion when you haven't got any income coming in there. Very different scenarios. So make sure you're in the right kind of financial position as well to to go full-time with it if that's something you want to do.
5: My name is Tom. I run the Instagram account, Tom's Big Eats. Um, just took over 150,000 followers at the end of last year. Um, and I started that alongside my, I guess, like you would say, your nine-to-five job. Um, I actually had the least nine-to-five job that anybody would ever have. Um, I worked for a professional football club as a fitness coach, um, and it just doesn't follow any kind of nine-to-five schedule. Um, so it's a little bit different for me, and I absolutely love that job. Still, still have a great passion for that side of, of, of business. Um, but I, I built up the Instagram page alongside that Um, and I guess probably the advice for pursuing something of a passion alongside your regular source of income or your 9 to 5 job is you have to just accept that that there's work in it Like you, you, if you have a 9 to 5 you have at least 40 hours of committed paid work that you don't have an option but to see through Um, so to start with there's a mindset change that you just have to accept that if you want to pursue something something of a passion it's going to be outside those hours of paid work and that just involves some dedication that that most people don't have, which is why most people don't succeed. Um, so I would say just straight off the bat, the mindset has to be set that um, it, it's going to be something that takes extra work and, and won't pay you back straight away. Um, I think if you're pursuing something as a passion outside your 95, it should come naturally to you to just want to invest time in it. Um, when I was growing my Instagram page before I even started it, I used to spend hours on Instagram just enjoying food and looking at other people's content and uh, drinking in their photography style like, and what kind of foods they were eating and what kind of crazy foods were out there in the world that I hadn't tried yet. And I used to spend hours on there just enjoying that. Um, so I think second point there would be, find something that you actually are passionate or have an interest in um if it's forced it won't last uh, for me i used to choose to go home and do that sort of stuff and my um, partner at the time was get on my back about how much time i would spend on my phone and how much money i would spend on food but um i used to do it back then just just because i enjoyed it i enjoyed it so much um so it didn't really seem like a chore to fill the time outside my my uh, working hours um investing and, and getting involved in the food scene. Um, for me, part of the passion there comes with everything that goes alongside food, the travel, some adventure, meeting people, um, see great places. Um, and then I guess from a, from a turning it into a business point of view, um, I think it depends what kind of Avenue, what kind of Avenue you're in and what kind of uh, passion you're pursuing really. But for me it was social media and, um, the avenues just slowly started presenting themselves as I gathered an audience Um, to start with. I could tell people were interested because I started getting free food. And and I knew once I'd started reaching that point that I had, you know, once somebody wanted to give me something for free, it's essentially payment in kind. So I, I knew I was on the right track to potentially making some, some money out of it. I still at that point hadn't decided it was going to be a business. I just was enjoying the ride, but as my audience grew, I knew, I guess my leverage grew and, you know, um yeah the exposure
0: and how did you <clears throat> how did you schedule your time around
5: uh, as you said with your other role it wasn't the standard nine to five did you have a way in which you manage your time in a certain manner um so i worked with within the constraints of my schedule as rigidly as i could do so for for me for growing a social media platform you have to be dedicated to posting at certain times so they're just key points of the day when engagement is higher and that will help accelerate your growth so when i was when i was first growing my page i never missed dinner a time post i would post two or three times a day every single day and those were the only times that i knew i would actually be at my phone or be somewhere um and do it so that was the first thing that i did was just make sure that i posted lunchtime time at dinner time because it was always guaranteed one day off a week and I just dedicated that to to being a food day whether it was at home and I was cooking for hours or whether I would drag everybody up to London and we'd go meet some crazy people and eat some brilliant food around the place um so uh I did whatever I needed to do or whatever I could do to um schedule it as much as possible but then I I just had to make use of all the the extra opportunities that, that came my way part of my role with my previous employer i used to travel um a lot around the uk and internationally to be fair but mostly in the uk and i would always take the opportunity when it was provided to to go and uh, meet people and eat in different cities so i could get a bit a better flavor of the food scene um and that would just let me you know understand things better from my base in Stanford or my sort of new base in london um and it just really gave me a breadth of knowledge and experience Um, and then i would also do the same when i traveled for for pleasure quite often i would just base my entire travels around where i was going to eat (laughs) just constantly constantly researching and investing in in what the field i just kind of landed in basically
0: hey people thanks for listening to another episode of not another sales podcast if you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts you can find me on instagram not Another Sales Guy, underscore in each of those words. You can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing Not Another Sales Podcast. And also, if you want to connect to me on LinkedIn, I go by the name of Chris Hatfield. So thanks again and stay tuned for another episode.